and welcome to the offer's first foray into the world of RPG tabletop gang. This is gaming. This is going to be a live, well not live, but a tabletop live play, actual play, that's the word I'm looking for, show. I, Paul, am going to be your, your general master, your dungeon master, your game master, whatever, whatever you prefer to call me, I will be it. Uh, and I'm so excited to be here with our wonderful friends. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, oh, no. Everybody. <laughs> you did the thing. <laughs> no. Hello. Welcome to the Rolfer. <laughs> the Rolfer. Uh, work in yeah, progress. We're, name, we're working name, on Naming progress. <laughs> Let's go around and give ourselves some quick introductions. We'll begin with Caesar, my co-host on the offer, who will be playing. And if you could just uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us the name of the character you're playing. I'm, I'm Caesar. I enjoy long walks on the beach, and I'm playing Mick. Uh, an art, a male variant human artificer level three. <laughs> All of that is very important. Every piece of detail there, very important. Great. And we'll take you to that beach very soon. Awesome. And could we now hear from the wonderful Chris? Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Chris, and today I will be taking on the role of Thing, who is a thing. But we'll get into that later on. We'll get into what thing is things thing later yes, on. The trademark in the thing. thing. Yes, it's a generic thing. It's a generic thing. No, I'm not going to say it's clavering time. <laughs> That's that we will we will avoid. Ch just such change a, the uh, words and we'll be fine. It's clubbing <laughs> time. <laughs> Raving right. time. Looking forward to that <laughs> scene with thing in the club. And finally, Benjamin, please introduce yourself. So, my name is Benjamin, I do not like long walks on the beach, and for this campaign, I'm going to play Corbar Birthy the Second, a gnome bard! Woo! And once oh again, boy. I... <laughs> Perfect, love it already. Um, so this is this is the offer's first foray into the world of uh, tabletop gaming. It is our role for... Uh, we're very excited to share this with you, this will be coming out uh, on Thursdays, uh, alternating with our normal episodes, you can but subscribe. But you probably already knew that because if you're listening to it, it's probably Thursday. Yeah, it's your probably Thursday. Um, <laughs> what? Time Mind blown! <laughs> <laughs> um, we're still doing our normal episodes on the offer and we're trying this out. So please make sure you've subscribed uh, to our <laughs> podcast channel at anchor.fm slash theoffercast or find us on YouTube. You can find all that on our website at theoffercast.com. And without any further ado, you guys, are we ready to play? Yes. Right. As ready as I'll ever be. As ready as we'll ever be. Here we go. <clears throat> we open in the small, quiet town of Ledgewood. A little town of has-beens, a place that used to be a wonderful place. Now a small fishing and farming town. Not much ever happens in little quiet Ledgewood. But today, today is different from all the other days. We fly over the top of the town and zoom into a little house along the lakeside. Perhaps one of the nicest towns in the town. And up on the third floor, we come into the bedroom of a small little gnome who is just waking up as the sun comes over the horizon. And we, we come in through his window and we see there, just waking up, 
Corbar! Corbar, would you please describe your character and what his room looks like? Okay, so Corbar's room is just a mess of all these knickknacks. You have like an entire wall of just different instruments. You have different kinds of lutes, these little drums, pan flutes, and things you, you don't even know how, how they work. Like, do you put your fingers into these holes or are you blowing them? You don't even know what it is. And then there are like these little kind of cutesy things, like little dolls and like, uh, kind of like a painting in the corner that's kind of amateurish that just shows like some sick figures holding hands and another painting that's actually really nice that's drawn by his friend Galgan. It's of a landscape of a river uh, by the town and that's pretty much the gist of it and like the bed itself that is it's pretty messy and he's in it he's kind of rolling around slowly waking up and kind of just stumbles out of bed and and once he's out of bed he's just kind of like jumping up and like ready to go as as you jump and are ready to go you hear from downstairs a oh, 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 oh uh, you know like rustling of papers and and things downstairs as so as there's someone moving around uh doing things down below you recognize from the the sound of this that this is your uncle uh, Takshurimas, uh, who is moving around, uh, doing things, and seems upset. So I'm like, Uncle Taki! What's going on? Hey, 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 Uncle Taki, something wrong? <laughs> He's down uh, two flights of stairs. He's in the main room. You can't, you can't quite hear what he... <laughs> Okay, so goes downstairs. <laughs> you go down the stairs, they wind, they, they're like a circular set of stairs, there's lots of rooms off the side, many studies, uh, like a whole library wing full of various things, and you come down into the main room where you find uh, your uncle, who is, who uh, you can see where he was recently seated in the middle of his living room doing one of his morning uh, rituals and he's gotten up and he's like moving around and he's writing things on 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 various surfaces around ah Corbar hello ah good to see you welcome um I think there's I think there's food somewhere in the in the yeah over there uh I'm sorry I'm just so something something's not quite right yeah. no oh well yeah you know how I do that thing where I I you know have little yeah. visions about the day to come every morning. Yeah. You know I get those little insights and well, you know usually I get very specific sort of like oh that's gonna be very good or like oh that would be very bad like you know so you know like the one time there was gonna yeah. be a lightning strike and I was like cool let's douse the house in water you know that was that was wonderful and then the then the garden almost went on fire. Right, we had forgotten about the garden, but you know we got the house which is what mattered to yeah. me like the tomatoes they were great roasted I think personally but yeah. anyway today I got back. I, nothing, just blank, just, I just couldn't see into the, I just don't, ah. Um, and, and what you know, Corbar, is that your uncle is of the divination school mm. of, of magic, and so each morning he gets a portent of what's going to come. Uh, and the way this works as a player is you roll mechanically to see like what sort of numbers you get, And but what he's saying is that he didn't, he didn't receive anything when he reached for his portents this morning, just emptiness. And it's, I, I, I just, I've never experienced anything like it. So I'm, I'm making some notes and I think I'm going to go perhaps uh, look for some books, maybe in town or I might have to leave town. I'm not really Uncle sure. Uncle Taki, could yes. it be like, no sign is a sign? He immediately writes that down. No sign is a sign. 
I don't know what that means. What is that? How does, how do you, how do you interpret nothingness, huh? I don't know, Gorbar. I don't know. I don't know either. Ugh. Oh, anyway, Galgan was here for looking for you, but he's already gone. Um, I was I was in the midst of like anyway. I don't know what's gonna happen today. Oh my gosh! And he runs into the other room, um, obviously flustered and looking for some some books and notes. Have fun, Uncle Taki. I'll see you, you later. You too. You Stay safe out there. <laughs> and you step out into the into the town, and you um you go looking for Galgan. Uh. You you first look for Galgan uh, at the normal river spot uh, for him, but you don't you don't find him there. Um, and while you're standing at this little bridge that goes over a river that then heads into a lake, uh, there's a woman on a on a porch nearby. Oh, Corbar, you're looking for Galgan? Yeah. Hey, Lucinda. Oh, it's so good to see you, Corbar. Uh, Lucinda's like still in sort of a robe. She's, you know, she's like in her pajamas and she's got a robe on against the sort of morning chill. It's like a bit foggy out and, uh, and she's holding like a steaming hot tea. She's like, yeah, uh, Galgan came by, but he said this wasn't actually the good spot today. He said there's somebody coming into town. And so we went to the crossroads. Someone's coming to town? Wow, yeah. no one is coming to town for like... Three months. I know. Ever since they built that that pass through, you know, nobody's really come through. But there's something big coming. So, wow. um, anyway, he said to go find him at the crossroads. Do you want? Do you want to take some tea to him? I'd love some tea. Okay. Yeah. Here you go. And she hands you two uh, sort of like wow. uh, cups that are like the lids are covered with like a a, a piece of clay. Uh, you know, it's a thermos. It's an old school thermos. Yeah. Take that to him, and he'll be careful. Don't don't spill any. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best not to spill any. And then he just runs off, <laughs> like barely not spilling it. Well, yeah, roll roll a dexterity, just a dexterity <laughs> check. Let's just see how much tea you spill. For me. Okay, let's see dexterity check. Okay, so I get fifteen. A fifteen, great. You uh, you spill a little bit, but it, you know, most of the tea is still in the containers. When you get there, the lids are both still on. You do you do a fine job, and you come up and you find you find a, a Galgan is set up, and he uh, has a canvas set up, and he's you see that as you arrive, he started to work just on the ground. He hasn't started up above yet. He's mostly just doing the road. <laughs> Galgan! Oh, oh, Corbar, you found me. I wasn't sure. I went to your house, and then I went to the spot, and then hey, hey, hello. I got tea. Uh, so, Oh, lovely. It's so nice of you to have I always spilled a little bit. Oh, it's okay. Uh, it's great, even cold. Uh, and so Galgan's a little halfling, uh, and he's got, like, paint all over his fingers um, and under some of his fingers, and his hair is, like, tied back. He's got, like, a bandana on. I um, mean, he's been working at this painting for... It's probably been an hour or so already. He's, like, done a really great job on the bone. It's so, it's so lovely to see you, Corbar. So, Corbar, do you know... There's there's a carnival coming. Did you hear about it? What? A carnival? Do you know how much I love carnivals? Like like when I, when I was a kid, like Uncle Tommy took me to see a carnival. It was like the greatest thing ever, and I haven't seen a carnival ever since then. Okay, okay, yeah. This this is this is the carnival of the moon. They, it never goes to the same place twice, and it's coming here. And it's like that's crazy because nothing ever comes here, right? So I am going to paint the moment it arrives. I'm gonna be the painter that paints the Carnival of the Moon arrival. So then we can have like the carnival here forever in a painting. Well, well, yeah, in a painting, yes. And then I'm thinking I might take it to them and then I wanna pitch it to them and maybe I'll I'll like sell paintings of the carnival arriving. Like I'll try, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this might be my big break, Corbar. So that means you're gonna leave the town? 
Well, for a little while. I don't know. I mean, just like, I just, I really need the exposure. You know, it's really hard. There's not much of an art sure. market out here yeah, in Ledgewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you, you like tried to sell some of the paintings and everyone was just like, we already have one of your paintings because you've sold all your paintings to everybody. It certainly didn't help that I gave away a bunch of them first and then I yeah. tried to sell them that like sort of established a pretty low value for them. But that's okay. This is going to be I value moment. them. Oh, thanks, Corbett. Here, I have another one for you. And he hands you a painting. That, it's like, it was a very quick sketch where he was like at the river before he went. And it's, but it's actually quite nice. It's like a pretty good, like the river sort of curves and it sort of fades out around the outside, sort of vignetted. I think it looked really good in like a an oval painting uh, frame. I'll put it next frame. to my uh, other other Galgan painting. As, as these two are talking, uh, there's someone coming down the road. Uh, this is not the carnival. This is someone uh, with a horse attached to a cart pulling some equipment in the back. Um, and the the two, the, the gnome and the halfling turn and look, and they see coming down the road, a person in a cart. And this person is Mick. Mick, could you please describe yourself as you are traveling on the road? Mick is an old man traveling with his automatic, magnificent and incredible popcorn machine that delights all the children around the towns in the immediate area. He, he like next to him, he has his conjured homunculus, homunculus <laughs> uh, sitting next to him, which is basically uh, a meatball with legs, in, which is in a state of perpetual dread. It can't feel pain, but it knows of its disposable nature. So it knows it's gonna die really, really soon. It just doesn't know when. <laughs> and as Mick rolls up, uh, he sees two small creatures. One sort of, uh, you know, sort of round looking and paint all over his fingers. And uh, and he sees an, uh, a gnome and they're both sipping little bits of tea. Uh, and the halfling looks at him and goes, oh, hello. Are, are you the carnival? Are you the are you the carnival? I have to paint you. Good morning, hey. children of all ages. Oh my God, it is a Welcome. carnival! Can, can you like do do the magic trick where you just take like flowers out of your hat or just like make a little rabbit grow really big or all something? All right, shut up. I only bring the magic of popcorn. Oh my God, I've never seen the magic of popcorn. Can I paint it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Five, uh, what's the currency in this world? Uh, gold pieces, silver pieces, copper pieces, you know. We just like five pieces. copper pieces. The five pieces. I, I don't have, I, I don't have that. I'm sorry. I need that to pay my rent. So I'll just, I'll, I just won't paint you, I guess. And you see. Great. How about you? Galgan, I, I have a few pieces. Do you, I could buy, buy some magical popcorn for you. All right. Two bags of popcorn. Glub, glub. So the homunculus. Gets ready, like kind of like grabs two already uh, ready-made bags of popcorn that were in a box in the truck. Like, give them over here. All right, right. right. He makes slaps glob blurb, take the two bags, and kicks him back into the truck, uh, into the cart. All right, there you go. It's ten pieces. Is glob glob gonna be okay? Don't worry about glob glob. He likes it. Glub Glub's on his back in the cart and can't get up because he's a meatball with legs. He's like a turtle stuck. He's like, he looks like he's stuck. <laughs> well, yeah. So he, he won't <laughs> run away. 
How do you make sure your help doesn't run away from you? You see Glub Glub get up in the behind in the back and he's trying to get out of the cart, but he can't jump over it. Like he's trying to run away, but he can't. So, ten pieces. Okay, so Carbarb hands him ten pieces. Very good. Well, Pleasure making business with you. Now, let me ask you a little bit of a a puzzle in word form. Uh-huh. You know where the carnival's heading to. We're, we're looking for it now. Uh, Gal- Galgan has already pointed. He says, I know it's going over that way. It's going in the, the old field across the way. Which is you mostly didn't tell me that. Well, I just, it's at, we're coming down the crossroads. You either go into the town or you go over there. That's where it's headed. Oh, that's a good point. But as, as, he, as he like gestured to the town and gestured this way, something has caught his eye and he's looking up over behind them. His mouth just agape. <gasps> and he immediately starts painting. Uh, and uh, if you decide to turn and look, you, you look over behind you and you see floating over, just over the horizon, a giant airship. Glittering with lights on all sides, rolling over and over as it comes in. And as... As it comes closer, you see that it has like bits of carnival, like big top, various colors. There's like sections of bright colored rings and fairy lights dancing all around it. And this is the ship of the carnival of the moon as it arrives. And we zoom into this airship. Uh, There's many areas and docks and like lots of small little places where people can stay. Uh, But at this moment, they're all empty because everyone is down. Um, everyone is down in the main deck where they have all gathered. It's an observation deck, big glass windows all around. Looking out above, you can see Ledgewood down to the right and a big field in front. And at the very front of it stands Monsieur Moon, the man who organizes the carnival. Uh, he is He's in a, a long black coat and he surveys the crowd in front of him who seem quite somber. And he, he looks around at them all. Um, and so they've all gathered. We've got acrobats. We've got uh, carnies. We've got big muscle men. And we've got bearded ladies. We've got uh, fire breathers who are sort of spinning spinning their fingers as fire glows there. Uh, and as, as Monsieur Moon paces in the front, he also has uh, his trusty bodyguard, which is standing by over on the right, which is Thing. And Thing, could you just describe yourself as part of this carnival of assortments? Imagine the largest strongman you've ever seen in a carnival and add another head on top of that. That is how large this behemoth of of wood and metal in, it actually stands. For those of you that understand metric, he's like 2.25 meters. For those of you that understand imperial, convert that to imperial. <laughs> and his... Bodies, his rippling muscles are made out of uh, what appears to be wood, not uh, not very dissimilar from that of the ship. It's this strange mixture of of lignum vitae and purple wood, creating this these varied patterns of 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 cords and tendons and sinews, almost as if somebody had shaped a tree into that of a large human being. But over that, over the over the soft bits, over the stomach, over the chest, over the shoulders, are plates, large plates, large um, interlocking 
plates of brass that at one point in time was bright and shiny and splendid, but today is chipped and scratched and looks like it hasn't been polished in months, if not years. In fact, on closer inspection, you see that there's actually holes where maybe an arrow once stuck in, maybe there was a sword, maybe it was just somebody threw a dagger and actually hit him. But at one point in time, this behemoth was clearly the pride of whoever had created it. But now, it's last year's model, last decade's model, last century's model, hasn't really been kept up. Um, instead of a face, you just see, I mean, it's got a face, but not really. It's got like two brass eye sockets where they should be just behind which is simply darkness. And instead of a, a fully articulated jaw, it's just, it just kind of flaps like a Muppet, sort of, whenever it does speak, which is very rarely. Very rarely. I would also add, as a final bit of flavor, there are carnival flags, right? Like the kind you'd see at the top of a big top that have been attached to it. Some by, like, being fixed to its yes. back. Some seem to have been rammed into it at some point and left there, um, yes. making him like festive and fun. There are some lights hanging off of it as well. Um, but like there, there are these flags yes. attached in a variety of ways. And Monsieur Moon yes. walks yeah, in it's, front it's of like a, a... Go on, go on, go on, go on. Please, please, please. Keep going, keep going. I was just gonna say, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you, you know, um, the winged hussars, how they had like the giant wings behind them when they rode into battle, if any of you guys are history nerds. Um, it's this, but with the flags of, of the carnival. Um, and those aren't strapped to his back, that's actually can implanted into his back with spears, yeah. Can you describe what these flags look like? Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're quite long. It's, it's, it's a dark purple, almost reddish, um, almost verging on black. It's that kind of light that you'll see just at twilight, just before the moon rises, but it's not quite there. Um, various different people will call it different colors, but you know it to be the color of midnight itself. And on that, in, in a simple silver stencil, just one solid, is just the moon. This, this image is also on uh, Monsieur Moon's coat as he walks in front of the room. Uh, and he, he waves to sort of silence the muttering crowd. Okay, I understand. We're worried, I know. Now, <sighs> Madame Lavari was our most treasured acrobat, I know. She's incredible, and it's terrible that she's left us. I, I can't fathom why. A note and disappearing, it's, it's a dirty thing to do to a people, and the crowd goes, and I hope that if any of you feel that perhaps your working conditions are not ideal, you'll tell me before you vanish into the night, okay? And they all go, oh, all right. Maybe we should unionize. Is it working? And are working conditions not ideal? That's enough. Now, we know that our lovely Appella, 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 hop on top of the shoulders of the person in front of you. And uh, a tiny halfling hops up on top of the shoulders of someone in front of him and puts her foot on his head. She stands there and bows. And the room goes, ah, Appella's going to be wonderful. She's been the understudy for years, and this is her time to shine. So, everyone, give it your all. We must, we must delight. It is our purpose. It is our joy. So, 
Everyone to your stations will be arriving shortly, and I will begin the descent. Go, go, go! And he gestures for everyone to go, um, but, he, but he sort of indicates for Thing to stay. It's not really necessary. You know, Thing always sort of hangs out here. But he says, oh, you, you don't have to go just yet. Uh, the, the room trickles out as they're, all, as they're all sort of like, are our working conditions not ideal? I don't know. What's, what would that be? I don't know what that would mean. Do I, do I need more paid time off? And everyone exits. <clears throat> and uh, as the last person exits and the door to the observatory deck shuts, uh, Monster Moon kind of deflates. <sighs> oh, Thing. It's... With all of them, I have... I have to be so... And he's staring off into the distance. I have to be so delighted all the time. I'm not really myself. But with you, I can always tell you the truth. Why is that thing? Why can I always tell you the truth? Statement. Because I don't reject what you say. So simple and so wise. We might be in deep trouble, thing. The whole carnival sort of has culminated in this moment of Madame Lavari, and I, we've got lots of wonderful oddities. The mirror house is still out of order, but lots of wonderful things, and I just don't, I don't know, it might lack that, that magic at the very end. I don't know, Thing. I don't know if this might be our last one. Question. What will Thing do then? That is a good question, Thing. You should say good question next time you introduce that. It's... It's hard to say. I don't know what I will do, and so I don't know what you will do. I... I you've only ever helped me. I... I hope whatever happens, I, I hope you find a good purpose. Now... Go down to the hangar and prepare to jump, okay? Agreement, yes. Uh, you head down a series of long hallways. You have to sort of bend over in a bunch of them as you get lower and down into the bowels. You hear the sort of... of the Making sure the airship. spears don't get caught in the ceiling. Yeah. yeah, you sort of walk, sort of bent over forward. Uh, and you head to a spot where it's just a door above. The airship has positioned over a, a field. Um, and and you look up and you can see sort of hanging off the side of it um, with his uh, sort of like attached via one of his shoulders and a bit of a harness is Monster Moon. And he says, prepare everyone. And he begins to strum a lute. And as he strums it, the, the airship begins to descend and, fa and fall apart. There are lights as Pixies dance pulling parts of it and it swirls around in circles. Um, as like the, the the big top sort of falls into place and descends, a huge tree grows up out of one zone, uh, a tent full of sort of like dark tunnels and adventurer signs appear on it. Uh, a lake appears and a river of water appears around the edge of the carnival as it pours out of the airship uh, and slowly you know, carefully. This is all done so that no one gets hurt, but everything is sort of like put in place. It's gonna take maybe four or five hours before it's all ready. Uh, and the carnival, and it's all just accompanied by Monster Moon sort of strumming on the side of it. There, are, There is a farmer who was like nearby the field sort of surveying it, and he's just sort of like, whoa. And uh, Monster Moon is aware of that, and he sort of winks at the guy as he plays his lute, and the carnival continues to set up. 
uh, we cut back over to uh, back over to that crossing uh, where uh, the three had just watched that ship fly over. It's been it's been about the the ship flying over took about fifteen minutes. Um, and uh, what what had those three decided to do back over in the crossroads? Um, Mick is getting is just ready to just leave and and go. Oh, just like packing up. <laughs> yeah, you want more popcorn? No, 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 no. I just wanted to say, are you? You're going. You're part of the carnival. Because I and and Gogan's yeah. just painting. He's painting uh, yes. furiously the airship. Of course, of course I am. I sell popcorn. That's a but, staple of every carnival. But you're not on the. You're not on the ship. So while Corbarb is watching this get interaction he is eating the popcorn just by the way <laughs> yeah go you see my time. goods they get damaged at high altitude so i need to transport it on by land and glob glob he's afraid of heights and he's my one, number one priority <laughs> he gets knocked back into the cart and uh and mick begins to pull away uh, gogan says i have this painting of you if you're ever interested in it uh, and he's done up a painting of 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 an old man on a cart and a beautiful airship arriving above him at a crossroads. By the way, Mick is dressed as a stereotypical uh, fantasy wizard. Big hat, <laughs> robes. Big hat and robes. He is... Uh, All right, kids. If you ever need more popcorn, you know where to find me. <laughs> it is really good popcorn. Have some, Galgan. Uh, uh, my hands are here. Just feed it to me. Uh, and, uh, and I just throw it into his mouth and like, I may or may not it. I, do I roll for dexterity? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Roll, roll a, a ranged attack. Yeah. Just roll me a, um, roll me a dexterity check. Let's see if you hit his mouth or, or uh, what happens. Oh man. I got a 22. Okay. Wow. You throw it right into the back of his mouth. <laughs> That's really good. What the heck is this? I've never heard. What? What? Uh, so Mick leaves these two as they're sort of like rem remarking uh, wonder. As Mick is leaving, he writes in his notebook, two small green midgets, poss <laughs> possibly magical question mark. <laughs> magical question mark. Great, lovely. He's got a journal. Um, as you as you uh, it takes about fifteen minutes. The there's a there's a path to this spot where the carnival set up. Uh, you arrive, and one of the very first things that gets established is a welcome tent. It has recently drifted down. You still see as you pull up the the sort of like skeleton of the airship is still sort of floating and descending. Um, and but a variety of people have jumped off of it, including someone who towers over the rest of them, who is wandering around, who is like grabbing things as they come down and slamming them into the ground to put stakes into the ground, solidifying things and assisting the various like. But you're watching whole structures just sort of like float and levitate and be placed um, as someone up on the top of it strums a strum some strings and is like sort of guiding all of this as it happens. Um, Mick does a quick mental calculation <laughs> in order to know where stuff is not going to land so he can sit up. <laughs> yeah, give me a... No, no I'm not going to make you roll. For, uh, you'll, I'll, you'll understand why you don't have to roll for that. One of the first things that establishes, uh, and it's sort of, it's less ceremonious than the rest. It's the welcome tent. Like, it's a full-on just, like, tent that drops down, and there's a, uh, there's a man who's, like, pulling lines to pull it up. He's like, I really wish they would help with the... Oh, hi. Hello? Can I help you? Oh, yeah. Uh, the popcorn, the popcorn bender is here. The what? You're a what? Popcorn. 
Popcorn vendor. I vend popcorn, then I sell it. Then I become a vendor. The popcorn vendor vendor. You're Don't worry, I'll make myself at home. And he just goes in as, as if he owns the place. What? I, what? <laughs> uh, make a, an opposed athletics check as this guy tries to stop you. <laughs> I have so, no idea what that means. A roll a strength check. You're gonna you're gonna click on the strength button and roll it, and he's gonna roll a strength check, um, and see All if right. he beats you. Tell me what you roll. Oh, strength! I have uh, six, <laughs> 15, 16. sixteen. I got sixteen. Sixteen. That's so good. Unfortunately, he rolled a seventeen, and he's a strong man setting up a ten. So you try to get past him. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! All of our vendors have to. If you're a vendor, bender, popcorn, whatever. Hi. I'm Goran. I'm I'm in charge of like the welcoming people to hear thing, and I also have a vendor contract that you you gotta we we take a cut of all proceeds, and you also get access to the ticket situation. Mick slowly gets off his cart with a bag of popcorn in his hand, hands it to him. Try this. <laughs> wow, you can just eat a lot of this, can't you? Hmm. Yep. This is... And that of my procedures will, of course, go to your uh, establishment at uh, 10 to 15%. 10%. Yeah, that's what we agreed on, right? Ask your assistant. I'm pretty sure he, he knows what, what, what I'm about. Maggie? Uh, and a tiny little goblin pops out. What? Did you know this guy? Nope, never heard of him. And she pops back into the tent. She's setting stuff up. But uh, make a persuasion check with advantage, please, as he eats this delightful popcorn. So you're going to click on the persuasion button, um, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you can click it twice. There's a way to like hold shift, and it'll do it for you. But click it twice, and you pick the higher uh, one. I need to find it first. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in that list of skills. Um, uh, uh, it's skills. Down, yeah, sort of like survival, stealth, sleight of hand, religion, persuasion. Yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. I believe you. I'm just eating popcorn. Oh. Wow. Uh, persuasion. Okay. Yeah. So the first uh, that's one's pretty bad. Six. <laughs> and roll one more time, because you have advantage because he's eating your wonderful popcorn. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, just find me and settle up at the end. This stuff is really good. I think it'll sell gangbusters. Um. <clears throat> there we go. All right. Five percent. See ya. And keeps, uh, well, and keeps I, going. I, all right, well, this is good stuff. Okay. <laughs> so you I mean you you can see Glob Glob like just like leaning from behind the cart with like teary eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so you you wander through uh the you know you're you're the first you walk past a tower that is like drifting into place like panels of wood are assembling it's sort of like a lookout point. It winds through where the big top is coming into place. As you go by the big top, you see um, like wooden walls. <coughs> Excuse me. Wooden walls are coming into place. And uh, where on one side, there's like 12 different people who are pushing up one. On the other side, there's just Thing who is pushing a wall up into place alone by himself. Uh, as you walk by Thing, could you just roll a, roll a perception check uh, on Thing for me, uh, Mick? Oh, not uh, sorry. Sorry. Nine. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Thing. Okay, nine. You see uh, this machine, right? Covered in various other stuff. Um, but it's some sort of magical machine um, that you think you could, like, look at later and get more thoughts about. But it's it's pretty busy right now, so, and it's, it's in motion, so you can't really see it. Um, and Thing, you rolled, you rolled a natural 20 perception check? I did. 
Okay, you notice. Wow, you notice. Uh, roll. <laughs> Didn't ask, but I'll honor it. You. I thought uh, you were asking I, for me. I know bad. it's so hard to. It's so hard to roll. Uh, who am I telling to roll? I'll work on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, as you. As you're shoving this up, you arrive way before the other wall is ready, and you're just standing there, so you're not, you're just like free to like look around and observe. You're just sort of checking, is everything okay? You watch a um a strange man on a cart who you've never seen before come by who has like who is looking at you. He is looking straight at you. You also see a tiny little meatball crying in the back who's who's not really looking at you, just like <laughs> Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm not even trying to pretend. I'm not trying. I'm not even trying to be subtle. I'm, right. I'm staring. Yeah, he is staring at you. He is. He is interested, and you get a sense that you should go see him later. That look seems to indicate he wants to talk to you. Um, and but he pulls off further down the back. Um, uh, as you were as you were pulling away, Mick, uh, Maggie said, "Like vendors, all the way to the back." Um, and you head all the way to the back. Um, and leaving this area where they're setting up the big top, you go past another lookout tower that's establishing. I mean, you arrive at an area where the trees, there are obviously trees here, but they seem to have like stepped up and moved out of the way to create a ring along the outside. And there's an there's various areas that have sort of been drawn out where there's like, there's gonna be meat here and there's gonna be uh, milk here and there's gonna be beer here. And there's like some space where you could pull in and set up a little stand. Um, and so presumably, you do. <laughs> I do. I set up my stand. And it has like it's way flashier than it needs to be. It's like twenty times as bright as the <laughs> other stands. I have like neon lights and floodlights. It's like it's very out of place where it is. The meatball is is put in a top hat and is made to sort of dance. Like no one's showed up yet, but it's just sort of dancing. Like yeah, well done, blah blah. Keep doing that for. The next five hours, all right? Hey, 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 no cry. No cry. <laughs> That's much better. Uh, press play on the boombox. <laughs> it presses play and, and music comes. <laughs> we it's clubbing away. time. It's, cl it's clubbing time. We got there. Uh, we drift away. Thing, uh, you help establish the, the tent. Everything is set up. Uh, you know that you have to go at some point and meet uh, Bromar, your your uh, boxing, the, the person you box with in the Big Top event. Um, uh, but you have, you know, like the, everything's kind of set up and people are working sort of in, mi in micro level on their various stations. Um, you, you have a couple of hours. What would you like to do with this, with those couple of hours as you're wandering around looking at things? Or not? Uh, Thing would like to um, sneak away from the hubbub, the, the the crowd, just get a little bit of quiet time, you know? Um, and when, as Thing is, you know, when, when Thing is outside of, you know, most people's sight, he, he reaches into a, a satchel, a pack that's attached, you know, strapped to his hip, and he brings out a small, many folded piece of paper and a small bit of, of charcoal, and he just starts sketching some of the people that he sees, some of the new people. He sketches Appella and he sketches, Gor uh, sketches Gorin and just, just as they're going about their daily lives, but he's, uh, Thing is focusing on, on their expressions. Thing is doing character studies character of the different studies. people as they're going through their day-to-day -day motions. Uh, you see, Mick is spying thing with with a telescope. 
<laughs> on top and, of his cart. And Thing is completely oblivious to this. So I have to ask, where is my character? In? You're coming right soon. Down. I promise. I okay, promise. Great. I promise. You're, you're in the town. We'll, we'll get. We're gonna resolve your your like couple hours of downtime in a second here. Um, great. So so you see Appella um, practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, Appella is practicing a routine. They're outside of the big top because the big top is still being established. There's benches moving everything. She's uh, practicing a thing that involves. They don't ever quite do it. It involves her being thrown quite far. Um, and they do the they do the various bits. She stands on somebody's shoulders. She does a flip. She lands. Someone picks her up, and they get right to the moment where she's thrown, and they go, "Okay, great," and stop there. And you see in her face each time that they get to that point and stop, like a, a great deal of nervousness. She's she's like you see a a nervous energy. Focus on um, sketching that. Yeah, you sketch that. Um, you sketch Goran, who is um, you know. He's worked to set up the tent, and you see him eating popcorn, and he's just like a happy look on his face as he's like, "Wow, I can just eat this all day." Just so sketch good. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sketch a bunch of different looks. Mostly, it's people who are working. They're like, mm, like they're like sort of trying to get through. They they know they have like four hours before the carnival opens, mm-hmm. um, and you get one sketch of Monster Moon, and Monster Moon looks. You've never seen the look before. I don't think you'd recognize it. it it's a, it's a, it seems very distant, mm. um, but it's hard to pin down. But you can get a sketch of it, and maybe later you can understand it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, you then and also let's roll a, um, let's do, let's do something here. Uh, Mick, why don't you roll a stealth check to see if, uh, to see how stealthy you are with your telescope? And right. uh, Corbar, if you could roll a perception check to see if you discover him. Also, what's your passive perception, just so I know? Uh, my passive perception? Uh, Ten. mix. Okay. Uh, sorry, mix, and this is between mix and thing. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, this is the... Ten. Uh, I got a, I got a B. Oh, oh natural 20! 20. 20. <laughs> I got 20 a B. plus one. Awesome. Wow. So, regardless, I mean, unless... Do you want to roll that perception thing to see if you get a natural 20? No, you're not. You're not even trying to look. Cool. So totally in the shadows, in a position where his telescope glass gives no glint of light, is uh, is Mick watching. Mick, roll it with a natural 20 stealth check. That means you have lots of time to check this out. Roll um, roll a arcana, arcana check for me uh, with advantage. Arcana being the way your magic works. Okay, oh, that's gonna be easy peasy lemon squeezy. Oh my gosh, the first one's 21. Oh no, 17, great. So you roll, you roll a 17. You see a variety of, like there's wear and tear on this machine, right? It's been damaged at some point, but not by carnival activity. You're seeing like old sort of like blast zones and stuff on it. Um, and you also see that these flags that are attached to it. Oh, also you notice it's just sitting, it's like watching people and sketching them sort of fumbly with a like giant fingers and a tiny, tiny pencil that it's sort of like doing its best to sketch. Um, it, it's, it's not, it, the tools are not made for its scale. Um, so that's weird that it's doing that. And two, uh, you notice that uh, one of these like spears that are stuck into it, that are like attached to it rather, is stuck inside of it. Like it has been jammed into it in some sort of way that you would intuit probably interferes with its function. But it, you've seen it doing lots of stuff, so it doesn't seem to interfere mm. with it like mechanically. Um, and it's just it just like keeps moving as if it doesn't notice that it has this thing rammed into the side of it. Um, but you don't have time to approach it. Uh, we go back over to the town. Uh, where, oh, where... Before we go into oh, that, yes, like, I'm looking for a serial number on this thing. You're looking for a serial number. Okay, you find you find a set of numbers. You find. Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, 
Thing has a serial number. Okay. Uh, you see it says A T six five three. I see. And uh, what that means, you can you'll have to find out later. <laughs> yeah, A T six five three. Thanks. Okay. Um so <laughs> Spyglass has like three times optical zoom to get like real close, and it finds that number um, on on one of the panels that this thing has been jammed through. Um, He's just laying under. I just imagine him laying under his popcorn cart, just with like uh, the glub glub, just laying over the thing to prevent glare, and he's just going enhance, enhance, enhance. Precisely, the little <laughs> optical zoom enabled. Okay, and Great. I'm just imagining somebody like walking by the car, just like I just want some more popcorn. Where's the popcorn guy? Oh well, blah blah. Take care of the customers. <laughs> we we cut back to the town. It is now around uh five. The carnival is gonna open around. Six, uh, you know. Um, oh, I'm already selling popcorn, and we don't have co- no. There's no visitors. customers. You're just selling to other people who work there. They're spending the company money there. Okay, um, <laughs> so uh, Corbar, what are you up to? You have you have a uh, maybe an hour or two before it's time to head over for the carnival. So first, Corbar is a bit of a like a community helper person. So I say he's gonna go to like this community garden to help out and like make sure things are like. Okay. Great. Let's run that. Okay, so you uh, you walk up to the community garden. Oh, hey, Corbar! Uh, you you hey! you come up. Hey, there's there's twelve different beds growing different things. Uh, one of them was burned because uh, they forgot to douse it in that lightning strike a few years ago. Um, this used to be a farm. It's been preserved. Um, hey, Corbar! And you see that the front of it. Diaf. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's so good to see you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he you know he's work he's got gardening gloves on and he's pulling up some weeds. Um, it's the it's the Ledgewood Community Garden, um, and there's like six different volunteers who are working there uh, that day to keep everything in order. Um, and uh, they're all gonna go home with with fruits and vegetables. How's it going, Corbar? How are you? Oh my God! Did you hear the news? There's 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 just gonna be a, a carnival here, and it's all in the big old field over there. We all saw the. Huge- you saw too. We saw that airship go right overhead. I haven't seen anything like that in all my years, ever. I've really never seen an airship before. They're super, super rare. I mean, you yeah. didn't even like see, see airships like when, when, when the town all had all those, those, those. It was even before my time. They say that somebody came through in one, one of the generals of the big war, but you know, like it was in the middle of the night, they were going into the mountains and you know, so I so, so, see in that one. Quite something, quite something to see that. Yeah, really. Wow. Also, it was fl- it was like lights dancing all over it. They really do up a they seem to do up a good show. Oh, it's too yeah. bad. I I don't know that I'm gonna get to go. I I you know I, it's like I think it's a whole silver piece to get some a tickets. A whole silver piece. A whole wow. silver piece. Yeah. So I I think I'm just gonna be staying here. I'll probably uh I'll I mean, probably sit like, on the docks. Wait, with that that much money, I think only like five people in the town will be able to afford to go. Well, you know, there's a couple, I wouldn't say it's that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, some of us are going to go, for sure. Some people are going to scrape yeah. up enough to get their children. I don't have kids, so, you know, the people with yeah. kids, they're they're making sure they get to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you want to do some gardening? Oh, my God, I'd love to do some gardening. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Great. You do some gardening. Uh, 
Go ahead and add to your inventory two tomatoes. <laughs> so you get so some tomatoes. <laughs> now I can throw tomatoes at bad performances later if I so choose. <laughs> if such a thing were to be chosen. Yeah, so you've got two tomatoes uh, from the gardening. Uh, you do some gardening. Great. It is, uh, I'm going to say that takes most of the time. You probably swing by your house, talk sure Yeah, I want to stop by real quick to say hi to Uncle Taki. See if he's gotten any new things about that divination thing that happened. Uh, Takshirimus is, uh, uh, is walking around, uh, in his study. So he's not on the ground floor. The ground floor is just the walls are covered in notes. Uh, there's books open everywhere. Um, and as you go up the spiral staircase, you see him sort of, like, pulling books down. No, it doesn't seem like... It's, a, it's literally about seeing the future. I should always be able to do it. I don't... There's not... Oh! Hey, Korbar! Hey! How long yeah, have you been standing there? Well, about, like, 13 seconds or so. You were really focused, and I didn't want to disturb you. I can't. I can't see anything. I can't see the future. I can't see the present. I'm. I'm losing. You can see me. I can't see you. You're right. You see, he relaxes. Whew. Ah, this is just. I'm very stressed. It really shouldn't happen. I'm not that advanced of age, you know. Maybe I should, I should play some music. That always calms everybody down. I don't know. Go ahead and, and roll a performance check. I don't think you wait for him to say anything. You just you just go for it, or yeah. I, I don't I'm know. Bar. Performance is my thing. I, I need to work that in somehow. Yeah, go go ahead and roll a performance check for me. Oh man, twenty four. And earlier you asked me what those banners looked like, so you know I'm gonna have to ask. What does this performance sound like? <laughs> okay, because uh, of my theme music, this is just. Like, I take out my loot and just play some straight-up Django Reinhardt kind of finger-picking on this loot. And I kind of it, uh, mix it up with, like, some percussion slapping on the loot to kind of, like... I think it's, like, this kind of Rodrigo G Gabriella kind of flamenco kind of style thing. And, hell, with the 24, I can really make it whatever I want. Whatever you want, you can make Yeah, you you play very well, and you see your your uncle, despite himself, his toe gets tapping, and he starts moving. He's like, oh, oh, I guess, you know, I mean, I can always try again tomorrow, right? And, and you guys have a little dance party in the library. All right. Um, well, okay. Corbar, I um, I've I've heard people. Uh, the the mailman came and he said that there's a carnival in town. I assume you're going. Do you need um? And he he reaches into a like a, like his hand goes through the bookshelf a little ways and he comes back out and he hands you here. I've got a little pouch of silver pieces there if you'd like them. Wow. I've been saving them for you. Yeah, there's five in there. Okay, five so silver pieces. I get five more silver pieces. Yes. Um, okay. And also gold pieces are worth ten of them. Just so you, you have some. Anyway, Thank okay. you so much. All right. Well, okay. So it's um, like a base 10 conversion? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, well, I'm I'm going to keep hitting these books because there seems to be... I just think... I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one with this problem, but maybe I should try to contact other ones in my order, and maybe they'll be able to help figure out what's going on. I've but never I'm, been able to see the future, and it, it's been okay for me. That's that's okay, Corbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. We tried. You're, you're, you're. I got the music, and that's, that's good. Okay. All right. Go on to the carnival now. I, I really. And he like is pushing you out the door, and is like, bye. <laughs> Have fun. Books are fun. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, it's about time to head over to the carnival. So uh, you arrive and you find at the welcome tent a little goblin by the name of Maggie. Hello and welcome to the Carnival of the Moon. Tickets get you access to all of our wonderful games. All Entrance of them? It's technically free to just wander in, but if you want to play the game... Okay, and he just goes running in. Wait, but you can't... Okay, all right. Well, hopefully I'll see... Do you want a map? I like exploring. Okay, you don't want a map. You really... Great, you wander in without a map, um, so you can't see what I'm about to show you. Uh, awesome. You are right. So, Corva, you run into the carnival. It is lit by floating pixie lights that seem to move up and down the various rows. There are there are people wandering around, fire coming out of their mouths as they delight people. There are there are jesters and clowns who are running through. There's a mist that seems to permeate everything that reveals little areas at a time and hides the rest of the carnival. And that mist is working very hard to keep some of this neon fluorescence at bay. So it sort of like is constantly shining. At the top, as you run in, you run past this tower that has at the very top of it uh, a moon that is like a little bit lit up. Uh, as the carnival has begun, it is at its first, the waning, whatever the first sliver waning is. Um, and you look at it, and this is going to tell the time throughout the evening, and you think something fun and exciting is going to happen when it hits the full moon. Um, so um, Mick is at the food and court. Uh, go ahead. Corbar and put your token by that first lookout tower. Okay, cool. So I, so what can I see in my uh, vicinity? Well, you don't have a map, so you can see a tower. You see a path that leads off to the left and to the right and forward. You see like fairy lights dancing along the path forward and to the right. So you I get... just see the fa fairy lights and yeah, it's, mist. Yeah, it's, it's fairy and lights and mist. Yeah, and there's like there's kids who are running around. who are like, oh, and they're following maps and that's taking them forward. Um, no Which one... direction are the kids going? The kids are. The... I want to Why do you the keep kids? map shaming Benjamin? Yep, <laughs> I am. I am. Um, uh, you're gonna follow the, the children. So you follow the children. You run up, and uh, they all go to the left, and you come into an area with a bunch of games. Um, <gasps> what kind of games? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. Welcome to uh, the... who's saying this? Describe uh, this person. Hello, hi, and uh, it's it's a carny. He's a human, and he's got like a bright cap on, uh, and he's you know on his side. He's got a little a little lute, uh, like a little flute. Sorry, rather, uh, and he's like, welcome. There's a variety of tests of ability here. You can try. So like, I'm barely paying attention to him. I'm just focusing on his lute and just admiring it. <laughs> You can, uh, <laughs> hey, my eyes are up here, buddy. What are you looking at? Hey. So, like, what kind of loot is that? Oh, this is a very ordinary loot. I use it to play, <laughs> you know, y y you've seen loots before, right? <laughs> and loots, I, flute is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. So he pulls it out and he's like, yeah. Can I try it? Do you have a ticket? I was told it was free. Well, entrance is free, but like the the doing things and playing my flute, I need to take a ticket from you. Do you have any tickets? Nope. Okay. Well, if you want tickets, you can go ask Maggie. One, I mean, you get eight tickets for a single silver piece. So anyway, 
I have to go help with these children now. And he like shows up in front Bye. of a group of children and, and they're all delighted and, and adoring. He's like, ah, yes, over here, you can bob for apples or you can play archery. Maybe not you, you look a little young for archery, but can you pull the sword from the stone? Um, and so like, there's like a bunch of little games there that have various prizes and stuff. Uh, you see people winning like little stuffed bears and like, oh, I did it. Um, and some people have masks of foxes and raccoons and other sorts of things. Uh, and they're running around in the mist, enjoying themselves. Um, great. So let's let's come over to Thing now. Thing, you are uh, you are waiting behind the big top, um, and you're uh, you're gonna do a quick little uh, like <laughs> bro bromir. I keep confusing now for Boron. Bromar. 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 Uh, he's a he's a big hulking rock genasi. Hey, hey there, Thing. How are you? <laughs> Statement. <laughs> let's do this. All right. Let's get limbered up. Let's go ahead. Uh, we want to be ready before the big event. You go ahead. You try. You see if you can land a. You see if you can land a punch on good old Colby. <laughs> oh, just boom. <laughs> he. Yeah. Roll me an attack roll. Let's see. Let's see. Right in the rock schnoz. <laughs> this is probably gonna end terrible. Oh, it will. For promo. <laughs> nope. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. What? <laughs> you don't. It's all good. He. he oh, nice. Good try. Yeah, that's good. You, we gotta. You gotta make sure you start. This is good. You remember what we talked about. You start. You start simply. They think it's not gonna go well. I'm gonna try and. I'm gonna try and hit you now. Here we go. Ready? Uh, and he. Uh, 17. Does that hit you? Nope. He he reaches out to punch you, connects, but just hits like part of your arm that do nothing happens. Oh, okay, you gotta, we gotta have a little give and take, little give and take, and you're going on and preparing to do this boxing thing. Um, while, Statement. While you guys, thing understands. Thing understands. While you're doing this, uh, Mick, are you staying at your popcorn station? Uh, I'm on top of my car, just like spying on my spyglass, just, just looking around. I, I figured out uh, they don't sell tickets inside the thing. They, they have a choke point where they sell all the tickets. That's bottleneck. Shouldn't have done it myself. But I don't run the show. I just sell popcorn. <laughs> awesome. So, so you're just thinking about the design of the carnival. Thanks. Um, and, uh, children are coming up and they're, they're trying to buy popcorn and you see, um, sorry, your meatball's name is what? I need to write it down. Glug Glug. Glug Glug. glug. Uh, Glug Glug has it handled. The children love Glug Glug. They're, they're sort of running up and they're like, yeah, and like dropping him a copper piece and he goes, Glug 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 and handing the popcorn. Uh, it's coming uh, uh, out of the machine. Five copper pieces. <laughs> glug 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 Glug. <laughs> And the children are shelling over more more money, but Gluglug has it. Gluglug is just pointing at a sign that says five copper pieces. I mean, and children are carrying like big buckets of popcorn. It's like wow, and they're running around having a great time. And you don't need to stay at the cart. Gluglug has it. Gluglug's got this handled. So you can you can choose where you want to go. Otherwise, well, I I walk around trying to creeping closer to thing. Awesome. You're what creeping. is this thing doing now, anyway? <laughs> they're, they're still boxing. They're still like, uh, yeah. And he's, he's, uh, 
ding, ding. Yeah, it's, it's ding. rock 'em sock 'em robots, and one of them's rock, and one of them's actually a robot. So it's like you know, not a whole lot, not a whole lot goes down. But it's you know, there's a big finale in the in the big top that it is. Um, but you sneak up I, behind him, yeah. I wanna, I, I wanna. I have a, a bucket of popcorn that I took me with me all the time as I do. I I want to cast. Can I don't know if I can do that. Okay. I want to cast. Yeah. Ray of sickness into it, but it doesn't poison. It just makes you sick. Like you catch a cold. It's a modified ray of sickness into the popcorn thing. You want to make you want to make it a a popcorn of. Sickness. I want to poison the popcorn. Yes, that's what I want to do. With, I okay. Cold. It's not the way the spell works, but I will allow it with a relatively low Arcana check. Like so, go ahead and roll for me a uh, Arcana, and tell me what you get. I got 22. <laughs> you you pull out one of those little like a packet that would flavor it and you like you you gesture at it, you sort of shake it up and down and the color of it changes and then you pour it all over the popcorn. For a moment the popcorn is a sickly green color and then it just becomes normal popcorn again. It looks just like popcorn. It absorbs it which and it is already kind of green sickly as it is yeah but you know now you can't tell the difference so now you have a, a bowl of poison popcorn as you sneak up i approach both of them uh, and i engage hey. hello gentlemen welcome free popcorn sample for the handsome man who's who looks really tired and could use the extra carbs oh uh thing do you do you want some popcorn as as uh as bromar is distracted pfft. oh great all right i uh, the the fight sorry the fight is until later of course C careful watch for the ow you've got some fists man well i'd love some popcorn thanks what what's your name um mick my name is mick and i sell popcorn that's all i'm doing here well, I'm Bromar, and we're going to fight later. Thanks so much for this. And he throws the popcorn back and immediately begins to vomit. Um, just like he has been told. I, I think he makes a save, but I'm not going to make him make the save. Let me let me see what the spell says. What's, his, what's the save he has to make to see if being totally surprised by it catches him off guard? Uh, so he immediately takes poison damage without question. <laughs> so, oh, I feel awful. Um, and, uh, we'll see if he makes the constitution save. Uh, what's your, what's your, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't make the save. Wait a second. I, I, I explicitly said it's not poison. It just gets you, makes you sick. Oh, no. I, I don't feel so good. Oh, like you're not, he's not going to die, but he's going to feel like he wants to die. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go to the quarters. I gotta go to the latrine. Um, you, you two just, oh God. Yeah, I'll take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> he looks. Mick tur turns around and looks at off. things. What a coincidence! <laughs> he left us alone. This, this is actually Thing just being like, thi you, sorry, this is a podcast. Thing is yeah, like looking around, thing. not really understanding what's going on. This wasn't part of the plan. This wasn't part of the routine. He's having uh, some trouble adjusting to the new situation. He was expecting to just punch the rock a couple times and then go on into the actual show. Uh, 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 He'll be fine. Hey, can I call you AT? That was written on your chest. AT is fine. Can I call you AT? Statement. Yes. 
So, AT, uh, what do you do around here? I will Statement. say when he calls you AT, something like clicks. Something you go, huh? A like, AT, yeah. yeah. Go on. Statement. Statement. Thing does what is needed. Thing does his purpose. Thing hits things. Hmm. That's a bunch of things you do. May I ask if that would not trouble you? Um. Where do you come from? Like, where you're built here? Do you come from a different place? Sadness. Thing does not know. Thing has always right. been here. You would save a lot of time if you don't not like you don't tell me what kind of statement comes after what you're gonna say. Just a suggestion. As, as this is going on, you hear inside the tent, and up next, the fabulous fighters here to demonstrate their world prowess. Please welcome the rock and the thing. Whoa! There's like, a, there's muted applause. There's not a lot of people in the big top. There's just like act, things that happen, acts that happen in the big top, sort of at the top of every hour until the big event. And this is time. It's time. Um, you look around. He is, your partner is not back. He is still running off. To the to his tent, and you are being gestured in for the main for your event. Thing as thing is expecting to do, just goes in and starts getting ready for the fight. Starts warming up. Starts you know, make, make like moves out of the way. Like yeah. as thing just moves, almost moves past him. Yeah, just Mick, Mick is ignored. Just this is my job. Do it. A. Uh, a halfling pulls the curtain aside, being like, where, Thing, get in there. Hey, where's, hey, okay, uh, if he's not here, you, 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 here, hop on in. Go, 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 go for him, come on. You work here, right? Uh, and, and somebody grabs you, Mick, and throws you in after Thing for the, for oh, the no. fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, great. So, uh, you, you come in, there's, you know, 15, 20 people scattered around to our, some of them are holding popcorn, others have, like, hunks of meat, uh, and they are cheering, woo, go! Some of them are like, go rock, where's rock? Like, and there's like, and the, the maestro of the thing, who's not Monster Moon, he's somebody else. Uh, and he's like, welcome, um, a wild turn of events. No rock, but just this little human verse thing. Who will win? I mean, that seems pretty obvious, um, but maybe there's a surprise. I cast Ray of Sickness <laughs> onto the... <laughs> Uh, MC. You've used both? You <laughs> okay. So, the <laughs> he takes... Before he finishes that sentence, because okay. if thing hits me, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> the, the MC goes, and now an incredible fight! And he falls over and passes out because um, he doesn't have many hit points and Ray of Sickness immediately... Um, immediately puts him out. Um, uh, please mark that you've used I both. take over. An incredible fight against this fine building we're on. This is going to be a wonderful spectacle. Go on, AT. You can do this. <laughs> um, 
Thing starts to scramble, realizing that something, you know, needs to happen. This isn't the way that the fight is supposed to go. It's supposed to be scripted. They, they, they spar for a bit. One gets a hit, the rock guy, you know, Thing takes the fall, everybody cheers and goes on. So Thing just says the first things that come to his mind and he yells out to the entire audience uh, attempting to be the, the Barker, question, where is the rock? Answer, it doesn't matter where the rock is. <laughs> I try to speak out as Thing is yelling. <laughs> it doesn't matter where the rock is. I Thing takes on all challengers. We're going on to the next step of the of, of the phase where the rock is supposed to, you know, take on members of the audience to show that, you know, this was a legitimate fight. And Thing's like, I, uh, Thing will accept challengers. Who challenges Thing? What about him? Someone says as Mick is trying to sneak off into the back corner. Shouldn't he? He's on the stage already. Doesn't he challenge you? I just, tr I just keep, keep walking. Don't look back. Just keep walking. Ignore them. <laughs> uh, the, the, the halfling assistant who pulled the curtain aside watches you come out, looks out, and sees the maestro passed out. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Uh, and she runs out. Well, everybody, that's it. And she just like puts the guy up on her shoulders, like trying to make it look like that should happen. Looks like Thing really took out the maestro, huh? Come back, see the tiefling fire breather very soon. Bye, everybody. Go, 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 go. She's like saying to you, Thing, leave, 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 leave. Uh, uh, thing, thing just. Okay, yeah, Thing goes. After. It. And you exit. This is what the big top looks like, by the way. You were in here. There were, you know, 15 people or so around. Okay, and I'll, I'll pop back to the map of the carnival now. Um, oh, God. This little halfling. Oh, oh, man. She's, like, slapping this guy to try and wake him up. And he's just sort of like... He's, like, throwing up a little bit. Oh, I'm, what happened? This whole carnival is full of vomit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Thing, um, thing kneels over. Question. On a scale of one to ten, how are you feeling now? One. If zero, if I could say zero, I'd say zero. I got really sick and I passed out. I think I, I think I soiled myself. Oh God, I need to take me home. And the half statement: like, yeah, okay. You did soil yourself. <laughs> the, the the halfling Anita throws this maestro on her shoulders and just runs him to the staff quarters. <sighs> so people are getting sick. This is not good. Maybe something's in the water. Oh God. Um, okay. Uh, so now Mick, you're back there as well. You were just hanging out. Thing has come back out and Thing is kneeling down. Um, remember you perceived that one of these poles was like jammed deep inside the inside of AT. Um, in a way that you noticed uh, maybe maybe might be a problem. As Thing is distracted trying to revive this guy, I tried to pull it out. Great, give me a uh, a strength check. No, strength. <laughs> it's not gonna. Give it's me. Not gonna be good. Give me a. <laughs> What'd you roll? What Zero. Is it? <laughs> you roll a one. <laughs> yep. You go to you go to yank no. on this thing. As you yank on it, it doesn't move, but thing straightens up and uh, <laughs> and you're and you like for a second right. hang off the side of it and then drop to the ground. <laughs> thing turns around. Question. Why? <laughs> Well, you see, um, that banner you have on your back, it looks really good. And I thought 
you would like to give it to me as a present for helping your friend uh, get rid of all that bad, you know, vile he had in his stomach. You know, as a trade-off. Thing stops for a moment. You can't actually see the gears turning, but you can sort of see the gears you turning. You can hear them. Yeah. Um, statement. Okay. How about you give me a hand and just pull it out of your back by yourself? I'm going to say that on that one, you discovered that it's pretty well jammed in there. And yeah, and, and can't. Thing can't quite reach. It's that one part of your back that you can never wash yourself. It's it's right there, which on a 2.25 meter tall tree brass thing is a fairly large spot. Great. Uh, so you guys are chatting about this, realizing it's going to be difficult to pull out. Uh, Benjamin, where do you, uh, I, again? I don't uh, have a map. You don't have a map. <laughs> so, like, I can't ask you, where do you want to go? As you're wandering, uh, wandering, you've wandered through the games area and you're just sort of wandering through the forest and someone walks up to you and says, uh, and they're- Tell uh, me what you know, they they're, look they're like. They're a tiefling, they've got uh, blue skin and they're like juggling flame. And they're like, hello there. You seem to be a little lost. There's not a lot over here. The mirror hall is closed. Do you need, and starts juggling like three torches in one hand, one of these and is holding a map. It's free, really. Totally free. Also, there's a bunch of like used maps on the floor, just like people are littering all over. Like there's, you can't miss the maps. Yeah. <laughs> Would you, you little, you little man, huh? I'm actually paying more attention to him juggling the flames. And I'm like, how did you do that with one hand? <laughs> well, I'm very good at this. Um, I, I, I've practiced for many, many years. Uh, here, hold this, and throws throws the map at you, uh, and pulls out another torch, lights it with a quick breath of fire, and starts juggling four of them, and says, truly, you must go check out that we've got an enchanted lake. We have an oracle on a lonely dock, a tarot reader. You could go for some refreshment. I hear we have some wonderful thing that's corn plus heat. I don't really understand it. You could see the pixie tree or the carousel, really, anything at all. Oh, and he sees some children who's like, ah, they'll love this, watch. And he throws another one out from his, like, it was in a sleeve in his leg, and he flings it up, lights it, and grabs it, and now he has five of them, and he wanders over to the children. <laughs> yes, wonderful. And now you have a map, Korbar. <laughs> or it's on the ground in Whether front Whether I like it or not. Inserted into your character. <laughs> Where do you want to go? So I should pass the tarot reader, right? You do go past the tarot reader. Do you want to go into the tarot reader? I'll, I'll give it a glance as I walk by. Uh, you see uh, you see a woman there with her hands templed like this. Oh, wait. I actually do want to talk to her. Great. Um, you, you lean in. <laughs> You've actually got the real thing. Oh man, I don't have the real thing. Anyway. Well, I, I, I could flip over a card if you wanted to do could. an actual reading. Yeah, we could do I'm a this. Little too, I'm a little too superstitious to do a reading. It's not real anyways. I know, I just don't. I, <laughs> I have I have a made up. So anyway. Okay. Let's, let's focus. Okay. So wait, so, so what does this tower reader look like? Um, she, you, give me a perception check. Okay. Let's do this. Do, 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 do. I got 
a... A 10. Okay. You see um, a a fire genasi. So hair sort of like little sparks and like... And uh, with bandana sort of holding it back in a large dress. Um, the inside of the the inside of the tent is covered in maps and runes and various icons. And there's a table in the center um, that's totally clear. Um, and you see you see this this fire genasi who's about the size of a of a of a human, medium build, um, but seems sort of like like arms a little bit longer and like it almost seems like they they glow just a little bit. Um, in fact, they are the main source of light inside of this tent. There's a little bit of this moonlight that's being shed from the half moons of the Lookout Tower 1 and Lookout Tower 2 in the big top coming over, but a little bit of light inside. Um, and the tarot reader is there um, and sees you looking in and says, Ah, would you be interested in a reading of your future, your past, your present? Yeah, I have a question, actually. Maybe, maybe you can help. Maybe I can answer your question. Please come in. Give, give me your ticket. So Carvar just like has this blank look on his face and just doesn't really know what to do because he doesn't have a ticket. So he's oh, like, you weren't um, given a ticket. Well, here, come in. She gestures for you to come in and sort of shuts the thing behind. We're not supposed to just straight exchange funds, but I suppose we must give a reading for one who wants it. So please sit here. Give me a silver piece. A silver piece. Okay. So, like, I hand over a silver piece, so yeah. Great, go that and remove that from your inventory. Um, and she begins to shuffle the deck. What is your question? Ask, yeah, and the so, deck shall answer. My my uncle is a wizard who, who does divination. Every every day he gets a vision, but today he, he had nothing. He couldn't see anything at all, and I, I want to know, what does that mean to... If he sees nothing at all, what, what does that mean? Fascinating. Divination. This is another school of divination. Maybe we will be able to answer. I will draw three cards to answer your question. One will tell you something of the past, one of the present, and one of the future. I can do limited interpretation, and hopefully it will mean something for you in the future. So, she starts to pull over the first card. It is the first card that she pulls. Let's get the music going. The first card she reveals: the poisoned cup. So it's a cup glowing with green light at the top of it. She reaches again and pulls out the traveler. This is something of the present. And she reaches once more to pull out the last card. And it is. The bear. A huge hulking bear that fills most of the frame of the card. And she lays them in front. So, it seems in the past there is some sort of sickness, a problem, something Perhaps just catching up to you now. A traveler, someone wandering through who may now be here and be able to help you. And in the future, either a great obstacle or great help. 
And that is your tarot reading. <laughs> I wish you well as you continue and enjoy the carnival. It may be helpful to get tickets as well, just so you know. This sort of runs on a ticket economy here. Okay. Any questions about your reading? I can answer no more specifically than that. This is what the deck has given you. Oh. Not really sure if it said anything about Uncle Taki, but okay. It is hard to have the deck read someone who is not here. You'd have to bring your uncle. We are here for eight days, so maybe bring him tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Korbar makes this mental note to bring... To, to persuade Uncle Taki, because he knows that Uncle Tuck Service is very much not about the circus. So it, that will be like a, like a good persuasion check that he'll have to do later. <laughs> Farewell, my young little gnome, and I hope you come back to my tent. I can only do one reading per day for a person, but perhaps you might want another. It was very nice. Farewell. Okay. And you exit the tent with a bit of portent for the future. Um, let me just make sure. Do we take a note of you got poisoned cup? I have to take a note. Poisoned cup. So poisoned cup, traveler, traveler bear. bear. Awesome. Cool. You exit um, and you come out uh, and you see that people are gathering around the, uh, the big tent. The, the moon is nearly full. And you see Monsieur Moon standing, gesturing for people to come in. Please, come, enter. We are about to witness the spectacle. A brand new acrobat achieves death-defying heights. Come, come. Uh, and he's running around and playing a small little uh, hand flute uh, as he welcomes everyone in. Come, come, come. Uh, the crowds have gathered. They're holding buckets of popcorns and chicken legs. Um, Mick and Thing, you don't- I ask Glob Glob to go around the crowd selling popcorn. Glob Glob's really gotten into it. He's really barking it up. Like his first word pops out. Popcorn! 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 I take a note. Glob Glob's gaining sentience. <laughs> I kill Glob Glob. <laughs> the, the crowd gathers and in uh, thing and thing you don't have an, a role in this big this big final act so you're welcome to just go into the tent um do, yeah. I assume does everyone go in stand there in the back trying to be you know cool uh, not really take attention away from anybody this is the big top I'll describe this a bit as you're all gathering in. People are sitting on all of these benches gathered around. There's lots of kids who are like, oh, acrobats, oh my gosh. Uh, and like, there are adults who are like, this is, I was really, I didn't, you overhear them saying like, I didn't think this was gonna be fun, but I'm having a great time. Those tests of, oh my gosh, great. I pulled the sword out of the stone and I got this like cool fox mask, really incredible. Um, the, the walls of the big top go up and meet in the center where they're open, where there's the, the light of the moon shining straight down, this like artificial moon that's illuminating it. Um, and again, there's a moon there and a moon on lookout one and lookout two that are sort of bathing the whole area in light. There are some pixie lights dancing around, also lighting it up. There's people running around. Glob Glob is selling popcorn. Glob, popcorn, popcorn, popcorn. And Maestro Moon arrives on the stage. Welcome, one and all. The crowd shudders and grows quiet. Now, for the main event of the night, you have come this wonderful evening to see a feat of untold majesty. 
the incredible acrobat Appella will leap up to the ceiling and will hang there suspended and it will transport you back to your dreams of flying as it means. Your dreams will be unlocked and yours as you wish them. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, Appella! And he gestures and she steps out in front uh, and the crowd applauds. Ah, they're so excited. Oh my gosh. Um, and as she steps into the front, two muscly humans stand by either side of her. And they begin an act where they fling her up high into the air and she lands one hand on their head and the crowd gasps. Ooh, ah. And they throw her again and they sort of juggle her and she's like landing each time with total grace as the crowd goes. Ooh, and they begin for the final the final throw, this is what you saw them preparing for. They put their hands under her and begin. And at that moment, the moon ticks to full. As it ticks to full, everyone roll me a perception check. And let me know what you get on that perception check. So where am I in the big top relative to- Put yourself wherever you want. Okay, so I'm kind of like towards the side, so I'm not next to Mick and Thing, but I'm like on the Love right Lovix next to you. <laughs> oh my god, how, how does Glove Glove react towards me? Or does, does Glove Glove even notice me? Glove Glove's perception of the world is, is fussy. He just sees customers. Okay, so... So tell me what you got so, on there, Perception. I got uh, an 11. 17 for Thing. Cool. Wow. 18. Awesome. 11 for Korbar, and then 18 for Mick. Okay, great. So I'm going to go on uh, from lowest to highest. Korbar, you're watching this incredible act. As the moon takes full, it bathes the whole... Like, before there were, like, little shadows and such in this big top, that, and it mostly kept everything focused on the stage, right? Like, the light was sort of focused there. When it hits full, the whole audience is lit up, which is a little awkward when the whole audience gets lit up, right? It's like that moment the lights come up at intermission, right, and everyone is seen. Um, and you hear, you hear people, what you think is like people maybe being awkward. Thing, you know that when the moon takes full, it shouldn't do this. It should just be brighter on the stage. Like you've seen this before. Something yes. different is happening. And you yes. start to hear a sound coming from the crowd um, that could be them being awkward. You're, you're still sort of learning how to read human sounds mm. and stuff. Yes. Mick? But, oh, sorry, well, go on. Thing, yeah. I was just gonna it. say that, that the fact that this isn't the way that things are usually done. Um, Thing doesn't like that. He likes knowing what's going, or it, I guess, likes knowing what's going to happen. So as soon as something different happens, Thing tries to find um, uh, the, 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 the Monsieur Moon. Is Monsieur Moon visible anywhere in the big top at this point in time? I'm glad you look, Monsieur Moon. Monsieur Moon is gone. Monsieur Moon is gone. Things no pun intended, are not looking good. Um, immediately, just this is just instinctive, before Thing can actually process it, is there anything around that could sort of be, um, anything that can, like, protect somebody? Like, like uh, I, I see benches on the map. Is there, like, a, a, a barrel lid that can be a makeshift shield? Anything like that? This is just instinctive, like, something yeah. bad is happening. Uh, protector mode is just kind of kicking in. Totally. I'll come back to that in a second. That's what okay. you're looking for. You're looking for. Yes. Something. Yes. Mick, the room lights up. 
you immediately know that this is different than the light that was before. Like the half light, it's not just brighter, it's like a, it's doing something different in the room, which is why everything is lit up. It's like bouncing around the room. It's like refracting a lot more. Um, your sort of like arcana magic sense tingles. Um, and what you hear is not people being awkward. You hear shocks of surprise. And as you look over, you see a kid who had won a bear, throw it away as the bear starts to move. This little stuffed bear starts to move and grows larger and pounces onto the stage, which everyone notices. Mick, you just had a little heads up that this something so was happening with this stuff. I'm just like, oh my God, it was, it's like the bear thing. The, like, mentally. <laughs> it's the bear thing. The bear <laughs> lands on the stage and lets out a roar straight at these three acrobats. And all around other, there are some masks that turn into rats. There are cats who go scurrying. All of a sudden, various toys and prizes are changing. Um, and also from the other side, leap up three hyenas onto the stage from various stuffed animals that people had won. <laughs> and everyone roll initiative, please. So, so there's maybe have like what, four enemies on stage? Five? Four enemies on stage and three acrobats. <laughs> two. <Okay>. Four. <laughs> two. You've got a two. Uh, Mix got a four. Two. And Corbar, what'd you get? I got a 15. <laughs> of course, the most the weakest fighter goes first. <laughs> that is where we'll end our episode. Tune in next week to see how they manage to, or if they manage to save <laughs> these acrobats from certain despair. Thank you so much, everybody. I am so pumped <laughs> to get into this. With that, I thus conclude the offer's ever first ever, ever first, first ever tabletop role-playing game recorded to share. So thank you all so much Woo! for going on this adventure, both in our imaginations and in the world. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, you can check out these guys' details in the episode description, and uh, we'll Woo! catch you next week. Woo! Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. See you on the flip-flop, as we say. Bye.